1: Welcome to, a to D Sports Powered, as always, by the MG app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham, and we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, going live weekday mornings at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We gotta thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you. Like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process. By seeing them in Lebanon or online, wilsoncountyhunday.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm-deer health plans. Get better with farm-deer health plans at fbhp.com ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the midstate, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online for all of your equipment needs at krebskubota.com. So Zach, It is a harsh reality to wake up on a Tuesday morning, just less than 48 hours removed of the Super Bowl and like off seasons here, baby. But let's look back at how these two teams, the Chiefs and the 49ers, were able to get to the Super Bowl and really how the the Chiefs obviously the the back Super Bowl uh, champions since the Patriots in the early 2000s. And the Niners have now been in back-to-back NFC championship games. They won one, lost one. Purdy got hurt in the one before. And they've been at the Super Bowl, you know, in the distant uh, or recent uh, uh, past with Kyle Shanahan and this version of the Niners' leadership. But, I mean, this has been an impressive run for both of these franchises. Even if the Niners haven't been able to get a Super Bowl championship, they've at least put together the formula on how to be a consistent contender. But now there's talks about is the Niners window closed. Uh, is it still open? Brock Purdy's just a year two guy. And there's a lot of highly paid contracts on that team. But the Chiefs, as Mahomes said, we're going to be back after this. So now in the Titans' shoes, you're kind of starting from scratch at zero. New coach, second-year GM, rookie quarterback with half a season under his belt, and a lot of cap room. To be able to maybe follow a formula that's been set up there by teams who have proven to have long term success.
0: Yeah, real quick on the 49ers, because I, I thought about this yesterday. They're kind of in the surface of a forgotten era. You know, the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls and lost all four of them. They're not forgotten, but they're not remembered, right? Now, the 49ers haven't gone to four straight Super Bowls. They lost two Super Bowls. They're consistently in the NFC Championship game, but they have nothing to show for it. So like they're that window which they're still in. They got a good head coach and we'll talk about the makeup because the makeup of their team is important. Yes. Whether they're forgotten or remembered or whatever, still they win games. They're consistently playing home playoff games. And so well coached to a degree, maybe except we're in overtime. But that's these are kind of the traits that these make up where the Chiefs have officially a dynasty, right? We kind of felt like yeah. they had a dynasty anyway, but now it's official with three of them. The Titans are literally on the ground floor. Like they're starting a new job. Hey, day one, I'm excited. They're losing sleep before waking up in the morning and driving into work first day of school type stuff you can't you can't get to to graduation on the first day of school right so they've got to figure out a lot and maneuver through a lot of relationships of roster change of improvements over the next six to eight months before the season starts and then you know the proof is in the pudding how are they going to compete but this is a time which I I do think is special in a New school type of way, you got 70 plus million dollars to utilize, Mm -hmm. and you got a top 10 draft pick throughout the draft. It's not just that first round pick, right? Because Rand Carthon was hired, I think, because of kind of how the 49ers are made up, getting very valued picks. Now they've got the Nick Bosa, the Brandon Ayuk, they've they've got the big picks, right? But we could all say that the 49ers have done a very good job of drafting and taking those players and elevating them to play at an even higher level, that's truly how you build the core. Patrick Mahomes in this conversation is an X factor because he is a elite superstar quarterback that can win you championships and multiple at that. We're talking about contention, and contention is different than hoisting a Lombardi trophy. You got to contend before you can win, and I think that's what the Titans... That's what their job needs to be to start building this thing from the ground floor starting really in in March uh, when free agency hits.
1: Yeah, and doing all the work on the at the Combine, uh, the Senior Bowl uh, evaluations that happened a couple weeks ago at this point. But yes, everything is about the timing of the quarterback. And do you have all of the stars aligned at the right time to contend? Like the Titans got pretty damn close. I mean, they were a, a half of football away from going to the Super Bowl in 20. I mean, they were, they were, right? They were half of a half of a game away uh, from going half, to the Super well, Bowl. What
0: are you saying? I guess you said half of a football. What?
1: Half of a football game. Sorry. Uh, half of a football game away from going to the Super Bowl in 2019 uh, with Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, a defense lightning struck. At the right time for that I loss think half
0: of a football in two minutes, because the run from Patrick Mahomes actually gave them the lead at half. But like that, well, you, that matters because that, right? that changed the trajectory of the game. They had a lot of momentum, but the problem with the Titans that year is they didn't have the firepower. They had a really good football team and a lot of momentum heading into that game, but they didn't have the firepower to withstand what we have seen the last several years in the Super Bowl which is one punch, another punch, one punch, another punch. That They they got
1: hit, and then they sure. laid down, and the Chiefs kind of ran away yeah, with it. And it wasn't – yeah, and it crumbled in that second half. And, you know, I guess the, here's the moral of the story. When you have a 10-point lead on Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you're going to lose <laughs> unless you're Tom Brady because that's kind of what's happened uh, over the last, you know, several years of Patrick Mahomes being in – title games or Super Bowls, or even the playoffs against the Texans the week before the one the Titans lost, where the Texans were up 24 to nothing at one point in that game. But yeah, you're right. The Titans did not have that firepower, but you got to time it around the quarterback. And the Titans have what Amy Adams-Strunk has called a promising young quarterback in Will Levis. So how do you time it around Will Levis? He's going to be cheap for the next three seasons, maybe two and a half seasons before you have to decide to pay him a bunch of money or whatever comes out out of that situation. So let's talk about this. Let's ask this question. What is one trait that the Titans need to replicate from the Chiefs and the Niners? What trait between the Chiefs and the Niners do the Titans need to replicate? And we're removing Patrick Mahomes from this conversation because obviously. Uh, So what trait between the Chiefs and Niners do the Titans need to replicate besides Patrick Mahomes We'll get to all of your answers here. I've got my answer locked and loaded here, and I'll bring it uh, strong with some graphic and research here in a second. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans.
0: Yeah, fbhp.com is where to go to get your new health plan. Get your health plan right here today. Uh, All across Middle Tennessee, Farm Bureau Health Plans have been helping Tennesseans for over 75 years. Health, dental, and vision. I got my plan uh, a couple of years ago, and I'm glad that I did. I still have it. Because it helps me for my health plan. It also gives me free teeth cleanings. It also gives me contact lens allowance, which always helps me. I never had that before. I've been wearing contact lenses since I was in seventh grade. So a lot of people, whether it's glasses or contacts, they help you out in that facet. And they're reliable. They're trusted. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you live in Tennessee, I really highly suggest you take a quick health assessment and you get a quote and then make a decision maybe Farm Bureau Health Plans is the right health plan for me. It was, I saved 20% when I switched and it was a better plan than my previous plan. That's FBHP, Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z.
1: And with BetMGM, you always win big with our bonus code to get your BetMGM career going. Sign up. And download the app with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. That gives you a first bet offer that can't be beaten. That's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses, but you have to use our bonus code. ATOZ Sports, when you download the BetMGM app. BetMGM and game since remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, eligible requirements. First online room, money wager only. Rewards issued an eligible bonus, bets. bonus specs seven days. If a problem, you probably give a sport called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. So, Zach, uh, tossing to you to head to the chat. Uh, what is a, the, a trait from the Chiefs and the Niners that the Titans need to replicate Besides Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes is the obvious and Patrick Mahomes is the inevitable that we've learned yet again on Sunday night in the Super Bowl. But what trait from the Niners and or the Chiefs do the Titans need to replicate outside of Mahomes? Well, let's start with
0: Derek of passing attack. And we'll talk about, you know, the the... Brock Purdy did a really good job of throwing the football this year, whether you think he's a game manager or not. Like, he could sling it. We know about Patrick Mahomes. Chris Frazier says, leave him alone. He's being drugged in the comments on another uh, day and of the welcome
1: week. Welcome to a day.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Score points. So, points from amnesia. You can't forget about that. Uh, aggressive on offense. Draft well from Lucas. Blindside blocking from Hill. Offensive <laughs> line from sports fan. Uh, let's see, hybrid players from Jody. I, I like that. That's a really That's good, a good comment right there. Good defensive line from Stephen King. Explosive offense and swarming defense from Corey. Uh, a girlfriend star. So maybe Will Levis. He he, tra- he he got rid of his old one. So maybe uh, he can find a new. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't, know, don't it's think- a
0: TikToker or whatever his love life looks like. He's Taylor Swift's a high bar.
1: I don't know yeah. how you can get above that. But um, as far well, as fame, at least. Giselle was probably, I mean, that's that's Giselle and Taylor Swift is about as high as it gets when yeah. it comes to f- worldwide fame. By the way, Zach, I don't know if you read Sophie Weller's article on A to Sports.com. She interviewed 18 Swift fans in 13 different countries about the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey. It was great. A to Z com. you can check that out.
0: Yeah, and then Roger Goodell thank, thanking her in the box for all of her service. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, thank you for the money.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, consistency in offensive line from Patrick. Um, play defense. Offensive mindset, running or passing. Coaching in general from Matt. Play calling from Rashid. Uh, build a good team, not just a good quarterback from MB. So there's some words there. A great secondary from Chandler. Uh, an actual NFL roster. Jordan says offensive line, 49ers receiving core performance, Chiefs play calling, and playmaking ability. So Jordan goes with several different attributes and traits yeah. that both of those Super Bowl teams had. Um, offensive weapons, weapons coming in there. Uh, so hit on late round picks. I mentioned a little bit that uh, you know earlier with Rand Carthon coming in and figuring out how you can get value later in the rounds, and he'll ex- be expected to do that this offseason. Coaching, Bill and Brady, Reed and Mahomes, or a great tight end, Kelsey and Gronk. So can Chig, who, you know, that's a whole nother show of like no. what Chig did this year and what Chig didn't do this year. Highs and lows, but he didn't meet my expectation for Chig Akonkwo preseason of what the uh, the year ended up. Now, we know why. You had a rookie quarterback. You had a hurt quarterback. You had ups and downs, ebbs and flows. I got and so up, there's off that. The yeah. Excuses versus reasons, but I did expect more from Chig. Uh, toughness and resiliency from David. So a lot of really good answers uh, coming in here from from the chat. Austin, uh, I'm curious to see what yeah. – because, you know, we, we – Pre-show, we kind of talked about you know what this topic is, and I was we came up with the question. You said, I, I have mine, I have no idea what yours is. So the floor is yours. What would you like to see the Titans take away from these two teams to become a contending NFL franchise in this league moving forward?
1: Yeah, well, I wanted to take a trait from both the Chiefs and the Niners. The Titans haven't had for quite some time. Uh, and David just brought up like toughness and resiliency. I think the Titans have had toughness and resiliency for the last several years under the previous coaching regime and even the one before that in Mike Malarkey's coaching regime. But I, I think where the Titans went wrong and where they got to this point is because they couldn't draft very well. But if you look at the Chiefs and the 49ers, you watch those players in the Super Bowl on the Las Vegas turf on Sunday night, all the different guys that were drafted by those franchises. And there are a couple situations where Richie James was drafted and played a lot with one team, and now he's playing for the other. Charvarius Ward, same thing, playing for one team and then now playing for the other. And so, but if you look at how the Chiefs and the Niners have drafted over the last five years, their dudes on their roster are homegrown. They're homegrown drafted talent that are big time contributors to their roster. And so, you know, I made a, a graphic of draft success and I picked four guys from each team and there's first round picks there's second round picks. There's third round picks. There's late round picks, but all of these eight guys are drafted over the last five to six years for those organizations. And they are all massive contributors and allow for the whole wheel to work whether it's Dre Greenlaw, even though he got hurt Fred Warner on defense to go along with Nick Bosa or Debo Samuel and the versatility that he brings for the offensive explosion for what the Niners want to do. Then you've got the two second-year stud duo and uh, Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis, who are incredibly good players that the Chiefs hit on in the late first round in 2022. And then you've got those two guys up middle, Creed Humphrey as the center and Trey Smith as the right guard. One of them a mid-round pick, Trey Smith a six-round pick. But you see the draft success, not just in the first round, not just on day two, but all three days. And so what draft success allows you to do is build a core for a solid four to five year stretch. And then you go spend money to complement, to supplement that drafted core. You go trade for Christian McCaffrey. You can go find uh somebody like a uh, 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 Chase Young in a trade midseason, And for the Chiefs, why drafting so well for them is so important right now is because you gave Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars over 10 years to be your quarterback. And so you've got Chris Jones, you've got some other highly paid players, but you have to go draft really well around Patrick Mahomes to avoid becoming the New Orleans Saints, where you're always having to cut half a dozen players just to get under the cap before you can go add any players in free agency or the draft. So it all starts with drafting well. And the Titans drafted really well from 2016 through 2019. There were some misses in between there in 17 and 18, but overall 2016 and 2019 were very good drafting years for the Titans. And then 20, 21, 22, those three years have left the Titans dry. And so now here's where the Niners' window is curious. The Trey Lance trade kind of left them dry in a couple areas. They have to reload because their three- or four-year window of drafting really well is about to be tested on expensive contracts, players getting worse because they're getting older. But drafting well is what it's all about. So you don't have to go pay everybody out there on the open market.
0: So I think you bring up very valid points. That is how you win in the NFL, right? So like, like, let's take it away of you got two teams that go to the Super Bowl. They drafted very well. That is the makeup, right? Both quarterbacks were drafted by their team. Brock Purdy, a really good draft pick, right? For the value. And that's unique. But Tom Brady was the same way. Really good draft pick for the value and they had early success right out of the gate. Patrick Mahomes drafted early success right out of the gate. In this league, guys, you know. When you know, you know. And there's not a lot of waffling. That's why after the Cincinnati Bengals game when Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions, a lot of you guys were were there or watching this show, I knew. I, I knew right then and there. It was a moment. I now know that this is not the guy. And you'd rather know than not know. It's it's anything. It's relationships. It's life. It's business. It's you. You once you figure that out, then you can make the decisions to change and evolve and adapt. And so I, I think I, I I agree with you. It's hard to disagree with you because both of those teams, they have now they have some linchpins that help everyone else. Sure. Right. Right. And I well, think- who
1: are those linchpins? a lot of those linchpins are also homegrown drafted players like George Kittle, right? That's one. Uh, And you go to the, the,
0: except in the Super Bowl where he did. well, but you get
1: what I'm saying. Like Chris Jones, absolute stud, right? And so they, they're Nick Bolton is another guy that I didn't even add on my, on my graphic. Like the chiefs have drafted so damn well, not even including Christian uh, or, or Patrick Mahomes, that it's just, it's just incredible because they're always picking late. Well, and they're, they're finding guys late in rounds consistently that come in, fit their system and play at a high level.
0: For the chiefs. Chiefs are a lot like the Patriots, two dynasties. And what is the X factor? They don't have to worry about the most important position. It's already locked up. Now, Tom Brady gave him a, a nice deal for a long time, right? Where he wasn't being paid the most amount of money. And, Patrick Mahomes signs a 500 million dollar contract that stabilizes at least the Chiefs, knowing what they're going to have to pay their franchise star, and now they can go concentrate on other things. When you don't have to worry about if the 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 sink is going to uh, you know run over or you got to go fix the refrigerator, you can actually start to renovate and build a nice home. But when you're constantly fixing things, then you can't do anything. The stability of a quarterback is massive. I'm actually more impressed with the the 49ers, because they haven't really, they've had good quarterback play, but they haven't had stability there, right? Like there's kind of been in question over the last several years, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance or now Brock Purdy, what they've been able to do has been very impressive. I do and am interested, as you said, what is the Trey Lance trade going to be the trickle down? It's like the Isaiah Wilson botch job. You, you, You lost that. The the 49ers lost the Trey Lance trade. The Cowboys didn't give them any compensation to, to go take them off of their hands. There yeah. are there are repercussions for bad picks, especially those type of bad picks. We've seen the Titans with Isaiah Wilson, Rashawn Evans, uh, you know, Caleb Farley. Those are really bad, big-time picks. And, you know, what are you gonna do? that impacts what you do moving forward. They're kind of in a reset mode. Rand Carthon cannot make those bad picks.
1: No, this is what makes, I totally agree. But here's what makes the Chiefs so impressive because they know with Patrick Mahomes making a ton of money that they have to hit on their draft picks. Like that is where they are going to continue to sustain because if they don't hit on their draft picks, then there will be some type of drop-off that Patrick Mahomes cannot overcome right in 2021 is where this began because they absolute slam dunk nailed this draft with Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, Noah Gray, their backup tight end and Trey Smith. You've got a dude on defense and two dudes in the middle of the offensive line late in the draft. Creed Humphrey was a second round pick, but Trey Smith was a sixth round pick that stabilized that entire operation. And then you got Noah Gray, who became the relief of Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's not having to play ninety-five percent of the snaps September through January because Noah Gray can do some stuff, right? And then when you need Travis Kelsey in the playoffs, you turn it on, and he's he's ready, right? So you don't have to have thirty-four-year-old Travis Kelsey burn himself out by November. And I, I think, and that was twenty twenty-one. Then you look at twenty twenty-two when you knew the Chiefs were losing some things and couldn't re-sign their guys, hey, Trent McDuffie, what a boss. They don't have Frank Clark anymore, so you go basically get a different version of him, the Iowa version of Frank Clark and George Karloftis, Sky Moore in the second round as a wide receiver, you get hurt a little bit, uh, but still, you get other guys, Isaiah Pacheco now becomes a legitimate player in the seventh round there. So the 2021 and 2022 draft for the Chiefs allowed them to be here because i just named six players that are in their third or second year that just helped patrick mahomes win his third super bowl and back-to-back super bowls
0: so you said draft picks right you got to draft draft, well. draft draft success
1: successful. yes
0: so mine goes into that because of the players but mine is i think i think this is the makeup and you know you've got one team with an elite quarterback, the other team with a really good quarterback with, with a lot of good players. But
1: both are outliers in their own right, though.
0: Fair. But what I think the common trait to both of those is they both, I mean, uh, meaning of two words, but it's diversity. And I'm not talking about the diversity we're used to on social media. I'm talking about every single facet of their team can beat you. Nick Bosa can sack you. They can get picks. Uh, Travis Kelsey, the tight end, can be really good. Uh, Valdez Scantley can make a big play in an AFC championship game to close things out. Isaiah Pacheco can run for 90-plus yards against the Bills and close things out. Christian McCaffrey can score multiple touchdowns. Debo Samuel can have himself a day. Try, uh, and you go to George Kittle. George Kittle had a bad game against the Lions and against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. But he had 80-plus yards uh, against the Packers. He had a pretty good game, right? Like, they can hit you in so many different ways that it doesn't matter. The problem with the Tennessee Titans over the last several years, they were a one-trick pony. The way that they were going to beat you was hard nose, smash nose, physical, tough, football and Derrick Henry was going to be running it down your effing throat that was the recipe that was the main ingredient of the cake okay that was the flour without flour there is no cake it's a pie that was the key but now if you look at those two teams the Chiefs and the 49ers they have so many different ways to win a football game and that's And it goes back to what I talked about in that AFC championship game in 2019. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the Titans didn't know how to punch back. And the Chiefs always punch back when they get punched. They get punched and they get down by 10 points. But Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and their defense has a fist ready and waiting for you. The Titans didn't have a single fist in the second half of that AFC championship game in Kansas City. And that's why they didn't go to the Super Bowl and you you got to see that once they started 7 and 3 and Mike Vrabel's uh, essentially his Titans career started to crumble before our eyes because it never was yeah. the same yeah never figured out how to punch back in certain ways and there was reasons for that injury quarterback carousel all of that stuff but those two teams the Chiefs and the 49ers they if their quarterback can't help their players, they find players that can help their quarterback. If the Chiefs, they have a quarterback, they find players that can help him because they know that, that Patrick Mahomes is going to raise the level for these kind of no names that if they were on the Tennessee Titans, Austin, they'd either be hurt or they would be at the bottom of the stat chart with two catches for 12 yards. That's, But that's not the stat line for the Chiefs. So diversity, diversification, you've got to yeah. be multiple. Multiplication, multiplicity, whatever you want to say, that is what it is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's about being well-rounded. You're right, because the Chiefs got down, but their defense kept them in it. And then their special teams makes an opportunistic play. Next snap, touchdown, Mahomes, the MVS. And now the Chiefs are all of a sudden winning for the first time in the entire Super Bowl, and then they go on to win overtime, right? So, yeah, it's about how – it's complimentary football is basically what you explained. But the Titans have been a live and die by the run game. And And you die when you die. You're dead when you
0: die. You ain't coming back. You're going to lose. And I'll say this. I do have some optimism that Brian Callahan is going to bring that to this next era of Titans football because the old era is gone. Uh, Tannehill, Henry, Vrabel, they're done. You got Jeffrey Simmons, which is a huge carryover that is still a huge pillar in your defense. And you got Will Levis. And I think those are very valuable. DeAndre Hopkins will be here for maybe a year. You got to figure out your wide receiver situation. You got to figure out your cornerback situation. You got to also redraft some of the pillars that have left like Kevin Byard, right? He's gone. He ain't coming back. And then here's another question. Harold Landry is not Nick Bosa, but Harold Landry played very very well coming off of an ACL injury. Can he be that linchpin that we talk about that are kind of, you know, speckled all over the Chiefs and the and the 49ers? Can Harold Landry be a linchpin? I think that's a big question moving forward for this team as well.
1: And it's about building the, the future building blocks ahead of time. It's seeing the future. And one example of the Chiefs doing that is at cornerback. They go from Traverius Ward, who was a really good player. They let him walk because they had Legereus Sneed behind him. Now, Legerius Sneed's a very good player, and he's a pending free agent. He could be back in Kansas City, but the Chiefs would be okay because they have Trent McDuffie. And so this is three versions in a row of draft, replace, repeat, that the Chiefs have been able to do that because they're paying so much for Mahomes that they can't always afford to bring back Lajarius Snead. And so the Titans had that brief moment of inside linebackers, right? They had the Avery Williamson, to Jayon Brown, to David Long Jr. with the Rashawn Evans throwing there. They kind of did that for a little bit, but they it stopped. Now they have a Jack Gibbons, and that's not working out as well. And so that's where the Titans have to figure this out. So, Zach, I'm going to go back to uh, something I I said last week when you were off the show that I find interesting because I say the one trait the Titans must replicate between the Chiefs and the Niners is draft success because I've talked about the draft success both these franchises have had over the last five to six years that allows them to build with superstars to complement and supplement their drafted core. So I'm going to ask you, ai am going to say something, a, a take that I had last week that I want to see your, your reaction to about the Titans opportunity in this upcoming draft. But first, the Bone and Joint Institute is where you should turn for all of your injury needs. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who you can go to, who you can trust, all the experts, all the resources are right there in Franklin off I 65 under one roof at the Bone and Joint Institute. And it's so easy to book an appointment whenever that happens, whenever you need it at boneandjointtn.org.
0: It is the Sports, we're powered by BetMGM. Download the Bet MGM app on your uh, phone today after the show. Use the bonus code A T O Z Sports. That's A T O Z S P O R T S. For new users, they got great deals, great promotion. They are the king of the sports book. Download it in your Apple or Android app store today. This morning show loves BetMGM. You should love BetMGM, too. They're a great partner. And they'll help you out with that promo code, bonus code A T O Z Sports.
1: All right, so, Zach, uh, last week we had a Brock Bowers clip laying in our lap where he told Chris Sims and Mike Florio at the Super Bowl radio row that, yeah, I'd like to play for the Tennessee Titans because he likes the South, he likes the opportunity of what that can become. He's a guy from Napa, California, right there in in 49er country, but he said the Tennessee Titans, and so we talked about that, Jack and I did. We asked the question, how would you feel about the Titans potentially drafting Brock Bowers at number 7? My take was, the Titans have to get a great football player with this pick, because when you pick in the top 10, let alone the top 7, you don't want to be there again, and so you have to hit on it. And I think there's three opportunities for the Titans to get a a, a a great football player at number seven. And Brock Bowers is one of those three. So how would you feel if the Titans took Brock Bowers at seven overall in this draft? Because I I'm I told Jack, if the Titans take Bowers at seven on Thursday night, April 25th, I'm not gonna be mad because that helps Will Levis. How do you feel about it?
0: Obviously, there's nuance to the draft. It depends on who's available. I don't think Brock ba- Bowers will be at seven, but I also don't know if the two tackles will be at seven. The, the Tennessee Titans, and I'll, I'll say this now on February 13th because I don't give a damn, the Tennessee Titans need a tackle. They need offensive line help. They don't sure. need Brock Bowers. They don't need neighbors. They don't need Marvin Harrison. I'll be honest. They need a tackle. They need protection. Because all Brock Bowers ain't worth a damn if Will Levis is curled up against the Houston Texans, twisting his ankle for the fifth time that year. It, they don't need him. So, like, yes, is break, Brock, Brock Bowers a great player? Can you envision this unbelievable connection with him? But if I was on the show, that's my take. They don't need him. They need something else, and they you need great players. And the, but great players at the offensive line position. There is a caveat. Now, if both of those offensive tackles are gone before seven, then I have a different notion, right? Like, you can't – those are the two great players in this draft. You don't need to reach for an offensive tackle and pray to God that he'll help the offensive line and help protect Will Levis. But, guys, you can get – everybody loves the sexiness of all of the wide receivers and tight end. You like Brock Bowers? That's pure sexy, man. No. The Titans don't need sexy yet. They need straight hog molly on the left side of their line to protect Will Levis for the next nine to 15 years. That's what they need. So if those two guys are gone, and maybe maybe if the the two offensive tackles are, are gone and Brock Bowers falls, then I would entertain it, but they don't need him. And I will stick and stand by that after watching enough Titans football over the last several years and watching Will Levis get curled up and hobble and do a little boot scooting boogie at practice just trying to get back to starting, they don't need that. So that's my take on that.
1: So you would be mad if the Titans drafted Brock Bowers at 7th overall?
0: If they missed on the tackles, if the t- if a tackle was available, hell yeah, I'd be pissed. I would be upset. If Joe Alt so, so was what, available at seven, and they decide to go sex to sell, that doesn't work. You're going to get burned. You need protection.
1: That yeah. So I would. That that's my that's my so that's my two cents. My three great players that the Titans could get at seven are Joe Alt, Malik Neighbors, and Brock Bowers. I think any outside of those three, there's question if the others are going to be great. Olaf Ashanu from Penn State has high ceiling, but he needs some work. Now you have Bill Callahan, so you can sell that maybe. Roma Dunze, I, I'm skeptical of Pack 12 wide receivers. I love Roma Dunze. I
0: think he's awesome. The Titans don't need him at seven if there's a tackle available.
1: I think, I think Joe Alt is the biggest slam dunk for the Titans, but I think Brock Bowers is a slam dunk for the Titans because I don't think he's going to be a bad player. I think the three that I named, Alt, Neighbors, and Brock Bowers, are great players in the NFL, and if the Titans come away with a great player at number seven, I'm not going to be mad. They have to make up for it for missing out on a tackle in other areas, but having a great player at number seven is never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. Is it slightly a luxury pick? Sure, I understand that, but you have to get a great player here, and I, I would rather go for a higher floor, great Brock Bowers than a Riskier project in an Olafishanu because left tackles a position of need.
0: Yeah. Olafishanu and Alt can both play the position. And paired with Peter Skaronsky, that's a really good left side of the offensive line. And that's what you need. Run left. that Run left, pass left, roll left, roll right. Like, I, I Olafishanu, if he's there, you better select him. Don't get caught up in, and this is where I am probably different than Brian Callahan cuz I know that he values the wide receiver position which is awesome like Touchdowns. that's great like I yeah. I, I, I they're going to pick whoever they want but I am really this is this is tackle season now Austin if O'Shaughnessy and Alt are off the board and Bowers and Nate or Neighbors or Rome is there now, now i got a different decision, right? Now we're, we're picking from a different letter. And that's a tough one. Now, I, I we're, we're February 13th, so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I think this has been yeah. a valued discussion. Mm-hmm. But now that's a good question between those three, if available. You're not getting Marvin Harrison Jr. So that, that is gone. Oh, that's, that's, that's what I don't even the know three. if you're going to get Brock Bowers. But if I the think... two if the two tackles are gone... I think your your percentage chance that Bowers is there is there. You want a guy who wants to be there, and Brock Bowers, which is crazy, that he said that at the Super Bowl. It's great, right? He wants to be a Titan. That's a that's a dream come true because Brock Bowers is a bad man. Like the yes, guy can run, block, pass, you know, he can do it all. I mean, <laughs> and he's got a bionic arm. I hope he brings that bionic arm to the, the Titans. You know, but he's a reliable resource for your young quarterback. That's not a bad thing, but the resource you truly need is an offensive tackle.
1: Uh, Justin says it's simple. You take the best player sitting at seven. I think you can say you take the best offensive player at seven. I don't think you need anything defensive at seven right there. Uh, And then Andre says, give me the playmaker first. The O-line is deeper. And that's something that I think we're learning about this draft class is that you're seeing offensive linemen that have rising value in the second, third round that you can get on day two, where the wide receivers are very top heavy with the three of Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze. Then there's a significant gap between the next, the fourth receiver. And then when you look at tight end, who's the second tight end? I don't know. And so Brock Bowers is a, is a unique specimen in this class that I think the Titans would be fine with taking because he's going to help Will Levis. And as long as you drafts somebody at seven who's a great player to help Will Levis, I will sign off on it. I'm not saying Bowers is my first choice. I'm just saying I would sign off on that.
0: I'll give it to Kane because, and I'm not acting like this. I was asked a question, so I answered it. But Kane says, Zach asked like free agency isn't before the draft. Yeah, look, yeah. we're going to find out a lot of what even at the combine here in a couple of weeks, we'll start to figure out a little bit more of their interests and they'll start to talk a little bit more. We'll start to f- just figure out more information for agency is before the draft. That's kind of the great part. They got $70 million. If they go out and address the offensive line or the wide receiver, that will tip some sort of hand of when they get up at seven who's available and who they'll select. So a lot a lot to maneuver. I just know at this point a generational here, here is the difference though, Kane. I value drafting a 9 to 12 year tackle and that's how that's that's how they come. They come drafted. They don't come out of free agency. So you have to draft your generational long-term tackle. You can't go Andre Dillard yourself into a situation Mm -hmm. that doesn't work. So that's why I also say you're in a position to kind of check that box. And Lawan did that for a period of time towards the end of his career, the injuries and the PEDs and all that stuff kind of stacked up on him and essentially derailed it. And he went on and found other life. Right. But for that short period of time, before the PED pop, he was a damn good tackle. And yeah, I, it. I didn't think he was going to be a yeah. Pro Bowl. I thought it was going to be more of a head case. A little bit of a head cake, But Both. for that period of time, <laughs> like he was exactly what the Titans drafted him to be. The Titans need that generational protection for their quarterback that they believe is a promising young talent.
1: Yeah, and uh, Nick asked a question, is tight end a critical part of Callahan's offense? And here's the answer, which I think is a pro-Callahan type of answer. The tight end is a critical part of Callahan's offense when you have CJ Uzoma and Hayden Hurst, the tight end is not a critical part of the Callahan offense. When you have Tanner Hudson and Drew Sample, right? Like that's kind of the that what that's what Callahan says he's going to do. He's going to depending on the personnel. And if Brock Bowers is a part of personnel, you bet your ass Brock Bowers is going to be a critical part of Brian Callahan's offense. And so I think that's where I, I really feel about all this. All right, so um, look, that, the Bowers thing is going to be a good conversation throughout this draft process, because we'll see how he runs. We'll see how he tests. And obviously the tape is incredible. He's a good blocker, not a great blocker, but a very good blocker. He's got the right size and the catch radius and skill set uh, for all that. But Jack, I'll
0: say this last thing yeah. on Bowers. Yeah. Bowers is the type of guy you draft to be Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. So like, let's just kind of lower the bar a little bit, but he's a guy who can catch seven passes and rack up 74 yards in a touchdown to completely change your offense and change the game, right? Because on fourth and one, you can go to Bowers on an out route and get the first down on third and three. You don't have Derek Henry anymore. You're going to Bowers and he'll catch the damn ball. Cause that's so the that, That's the change of the offense of the reliability neighbors maybe can do that, but neighbors is also a big play guy who can run away from people and, and, you know, that's just – it's a different type of skill set and style that impacts the offense. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm offensive tackle first. Bowers, uh, it would sell some
1: tickets. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, Zach, we've got the GM odds for Super Bowl next season. These are the AFC South odds that came out yesterday on the BetMGM app for the AFC South. Houston Texans plus 2,500, the Jags at plus 3,000, and the Colts at plus 5,000. Then way on down the sheet you have to scroll to get to the Tennessee Titans who are tied for the second worst odds to win the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers at plus 25,000. The only team below the Tennessee Titans are tied with four other teams, including the Giants, the Patriots, Patriots and Washington. Uh, Right there. So the Tennessee Titans at plus 15,000 to win the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 59. So, Zach, the question we want to get to here is it fair or foul the Super Bowl odd distance between the Titans and the rest of the AFC South? It's not about them, it's just the distance that the Titans have three times worse odds than the Colts. Like, is the distance between those teams? Fair or foul? Uh, We'll get to all of your answers. But first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer and where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. KrebsKubota.com is their website. They are an elite Kubota dealer because they have a great relationship with the Kubota National Line that has the best equipment in the industry. They also have the best warranties in in the industry. That is very important because warranties are key. Relationship with your equipment provider is key because you're using a lot of power, a lot of force, and things break down over time and you have to have the relationship to make sure that your investment is treated the right way. And that's where Krebs Kubota comes in family owned and operated for over 18 years across middle Tennessee with three locations, Columbia, Franklin and Murfreesboro. You can check them out online at Krebs
0: It is the sports powered by bet. MGM download the bet. MGM app today. They will help you out with a ton of different bonus codes, uh, a ton of different promotion, uh, Essentially, they got boosts. They got college basketball boosts, parlay boosts. Use the bonus code ATOZ sports, They're the king of the sports book. Download the Bet MGM app today.
1: All right. So, Zach, I'll bring up the odds again. The question we've asked fair or foul, the distance of the Super Bowl odds between the Titans and the rest of the AFC South. Are the Titans truly this far away from everybody else in the AFC South when it comes to these Super Bowl odds? So Titans at plus 15,000, tied for the second worst odds, only trail, only uh, the Carolina Panthers trail in that situation. So Zach, what's the chat saying? Fair or foul? Uh,
0: fair from Jordan, Darren, and hello, ladies, right out of the gate. Ronnie says fair. Eric says fair. Fair right there from Buck's burner account. Jason says fair, should be uh, 20,000 instead of 15 foul from Scott foul from Rashid foul from Titans Kyle, not that we're great, but those other teams are massively overrated. So there's the point there. Tyler says fair distance uh, is foul. Uh, Fair for Maserati Mac new coaches and based on the last two years, fair right now. And that Ashley, I agree with Ashley. It is fair right this second. And that's what the odds are. That's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. this very second. The Titans are trash. They're bad. They don't, Derrick Henry's a free agent. They just got a brand new head coach. They don't have an offensive line that can block. DeAndre Hopkins has one more year left. Traylon Burks barely can play. Chig is okay, not great. Their defense has Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry, and that's about it. They are terrible right now. That's not the same roster that's going to be the case after you know the draft happens in April and their roster turnover. But right now, yeah, they are far behind. CJ Stroud has proven that he can win some games that we didn't know before he was drafted. Really good pro in his first year. Find out about sophomore slump. We've seen the Jacksonville Jags do it. They have a quarterback, regardless if they made or missed the playoffs this year. And you look at the Colts, the Colts. Did it without their quarterback. They have a better roster. So all three of those teams are about the distance away from the Titans right now.
1: I think the Texans have the 10th highest odds. So the 10th best chance to win the Super Bowl, according to the odds. The Jags are 12th, tied for 12th. So I don't have a problem with those two teams and their odds. Where I think my foul comes into play here is because of the Colts. Because you talk about the Colts and and they didn't have their quarterback, but they kind of have to restart a little bit. Is the Colts roster better and more proven than the Titans as of right now going forward? Yeah, there's no doubt. But the Titans know their quarterback. The Colts have Anthony Richardson coming back that we didn't learn really anything about him. And so the Colts are going to have to learn again what Anthony Richardson is and have to go through those growing pains of what a rookie year is for him in year two. So I think the Colts should be back further than where they're at. And I think the distance between the Colts and the Titans is foul.
0: I mean, we didn't see a lot of Anthony Richardson, but I mean, he did make some plays in the short time that he was available before he hurt his shoulder against the Titans, uh, coincidentally.
1: Yeah, but a lot of those plays were,
0: were. I mean, the, the the Colts were good. Like, take doesn't matter about the quarterback. The Indianapolis Colts were on, a on. good. It doesn't matter team. about the quarterback? nine and eight.
1: Yeah, so it But it doesn't matter about the quarterback. It everything matters about the quarterback, right? No, but for where they are now, I mean,
0: you can't sit here and say Will Levis is the absolute answer. We don't know that. There's so much questions I, about Will Levis.
1: I, yeah, but there's a lot more questions about Anthony Richardson. There's less questions about the
0: overall football team of the Colts that just went nine and eight. The Titans don't have a football team. Yeah, but they also have opportunities. They may have, they have, this is what the Titans have. They have, ooh, an interesting quarterback. And I think we all agree that Will Levis is an interesting quarterback. Outside of Will Levis,
1: they're dumpster juice, they're bad. Well, yeah, but they also are going to completely reset and get rid of the bad. Like, that's the that's what they're doing. The point is, right now, what are the odds right now? The odds could change. If they
0: get an offensive tackle, maybe those odds move up. But you're asking the question on February 13th at 9.07 a.m. Central Time, and these odds are exactly where they need to be. That's why Vegas does
1: this. I don't have a problem with the Titans being the second Worst odds. I think the Colts are probably there's too much distance from the Colts and the Titans. That's my main point because I agree with somebody in the chat said it. Let me scroll back um and find it. Somebody, yeah, uh Deshaun says Minshew is better than Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Gardner Minshew was the perfect quarterback to take the Colts through that season that they had last year with the injury early to the rookie quarterback. Like Gardner Minshew, while not great. But he was the perfect guy to be that stopgap, to be the bridge, to get them to contend and to do something with a a roster and a good coach. But I think he is better than Richardson showed. Like he's got different skill sets and experience and the Colts are starting over there. I think the Colts, the Colts are ahead, Zach, of uh, the, sorry, I'm trying to get this to load back up here. Uh, with BetMGM, not my face is trying to log me back in. So, but the Colts are ahead of teams like the Cardinals, the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a better football team than the Colts,
0: right? I mean, right now the Bucks don't have a quarterback and don't have a wide receiver. Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield are free agents. That's why. I mean, what about that, the Seahawks? You got to
1: look at the odds right now. That yeah, that's the difference. Well, the Seahawks were a playoff contending team a year ago. They've got a new coach, but they're below the Colts. The Colts are tied with the Browns. Like I, th- I just think the Colts a bit. There's too much. And don't you don't think know the why... Colts are kind of like the Browns? That makes a lot of sense. No, both. Teams... I think the Browns are way better than the Colts. Wait, well, they still have a
0: quarterback that they're trying to figure out if he can consistently be there. Right, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, for sure. We didn't. He he didn't make the. Oh my gosh, Deshaun Watson has arrived again. Like he was hurt.
1: I think, I think that's all the thunder and uh, Marvo is misunderstanding. You can't be that much of a homer dog. I'm not a homer. I'm, I'm saying the Titans at plus 15,000 is totally fair. There is too much expectation. Like the Colts at plus 5,000 is too They're high. They're a nine one team. And they the like
0: their roster yeah. is pretty much intact. Like Michael Pittman Jr. I think is a free agent, but like the, the Colts roster is intact. The Titans roster is dumpster juice. That's the difference. That's why think, there's a huge separation.
1: Yeah, but the the are the Colts. I think the Browns and the Colts being tied at plus five thousand makes my case. But now you the, no, the, that didn't make you. How does that make your case? Because the Browns are like the Browns have the, the Titans are play. that far away from both of those teams. No, I'm not talking about the Titans. I'm saying the Colts need to be more about like plus. Sixty six hundred, where the Bucks that's the question. and the that's Saints what we're are. talking about. You're not talking about the Titans. That's the question. I'm talking about the Colts. The Colts need to go down. I think the Colts need to be down around like the Bucks and the Saints at like plus sixty six hundred or plus seven thousand. That's my point. The Colts are not that much better than the Titans at this point
0: Here's because the they are starting Super over. Odd. They're Super Bowl odds. The odds of these teams. Yeah, you know, it's. I wonder if Vegas, uh, Vegas. I don't know if they trickle down or they trickle off once they get down and say, look, the Titans aren't winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> like,
1: well, yeah, and but you're trying to get people to bet on it, right? And like, uh, oh, yeah, the Colts at plus 5,000, I might throw a few bucks on that. Like if you're a Colts fan, you're trying to bait Colts fans into taking that bet. Just like, why are the Cowboys have some of the highest odds every year on the books because the books want to bait Cowboys fans across the country to take that bet to lose. (laughs) That's why
0: I I think that Anthony Richardson's trajectory is more so to get better with time. Like he got hurt, but like he's, he should be better next year. Based off of what? uh, Based off of even his small sample size and how he was drafted in his ceiling. We know how, Crazy of an athlete he is. Even you were saying yeah. that all during the draft. Like so, that makeup I think goes into the the opportunity where the Titans they literally don't have an offensive
1: line. They have bad yeah, wide not. receivers.
0: They I'm don't have a that. good defense.
1: Like I'm just saying, there's nothing you can. You, you said Anthony Richardson should be better next year. I said based off of what? Based off and I of said this the small
0: sample size that we've seen and the trajectory of his physical ability, his characteristics These of why he was drafted. Like, but you're not, they're odds. They're they are That's what Vegas is doing. They're future odds. You're, you're trying to like, say, what has he done for me now? These are future odds, Austin. Like that's uh, what they're doing.
1: They're projecting. uh, Right. But uh, there's nothing that I saw from Anthony Richardson that changes. He's a rookie next year. Again, like that's what Anthony Richardson is going to be. There is no tangible thing to base. Anthony Richardson should be better. Okay. He played four games and a half maybe like it's it's not a ton there's nothing he had, to he base had some good, on. he had a couple of good games there i mean he had multi touchdowns and yeah, running the football right running the football and then he hurt his shoulder and had sh- uh surgery uh, the Patrick on that
0: Mahomes shoulder. won the super bowl running the
1: football so okay that that's completely different <laughs> like, that's a that part place. of it but that's a part of his ability yeah and we all know that Now he's gonna have to adapt. I mean,
0: he got hurt, right? He got concussed
1: even before
0: the AC joint. Like, yes, he 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 got concussed. So, like, he's gonna have to change the way he plays. But I guess you are down on Anthony Richardson. You don't think he's gonna be good?
1: I've been that way the entire time.
0: Okay. Well, you also didn't think Will Levis was gonna be good. So you know, there's that. Yeah, but
1: yes, but now I've seen something. You thought Anthony Richardson
0: was gonna be better than Will Levis. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I did. That, that, I, but that I was didn't, your whole thing all last season. Like no, uh, I, you're, I did not you're Anthony I did not is going to be better than Will Levis. Yeah, but I didn't think either of them were good. Like I I did not want the Titans <laughs> to tighten the draft either of those I mean, quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, but th- you know. It, it but is
1: again, good. I've seen more from Will Levis that allows me to make a brand new opinion. I have not seen enough on Anthony Richardson to allow me to make but a But you've opinion. seen
0: enough of Anthony Richardson to say that he's not going to be good.
1: No, I'm just saying I haven't had – there's no reason for me to change my opinion on Anthony Richardson based off of his rookie year that had multiple injuries cut it short. Like, I'm status quo. There is nothing to make me change off of where I was previously when when there is an evidence, when there's a whole year. What's said
0: is said. It doesn't matter.
1: What are you talking about? Like, I've never been afraid of, like, uh, growing and adapting my opinion based off of the the information. I'm not saying that, but
0: you have these now – very strong opinions on something that has was the complete opposite, literally last February. Yeah, so I was wrong uh, on I, Will
1: Levis. We've been over this a million times. I was wrong on that. So far, I am neither right or wrong on Anthony Richardson. So my opinion stays the same. There has not been anything to change anybody's opinion on Anthony Richardson on an NFL football field. That's the you, point. You you were also
0: saying how high Anthony Richardson's ceiling is, right? That, I talked about his athletic score because that was the, you talked about how high his ceiling was last year. That was, his, that was the talk. That was the conversation. Yeah. but That's not like I, I'm not, but now you're saying that that's not the case. I, I guess that's where I'm confused.
1: No, I would say he has a, he is the most athletic quarterback to ever go to the NFL combine. That is that's, that's why is The odds opinion.
0: are the way that they are. That's my point. That's the projection. <laughs> he still has a
1: very high ceiling. Right, but I didn't think I did not want the Titans to draft Anthony Richardson when I'm
0: not, I'm not saying was, you did, but
1: right. who did you predict did not, the Titans would draft. Um, uh, I said I had I had a dream they took Will Levis at 11. I did say that. Well, what but I you, who did you predict? I I, I don't know. I'm trying did to remember. You, wasn't it Anthony Richardson? No. I predicted the Titans to. I did have a dream about them taking Levis at 11. I'm not talking about your dream. I'm talking about your prediction. I, I don't. Or, I don't remember what my official prediction was. I think it was Richardson. It was not. I, I. 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 It was not Anthony Richardson. It was. There was no way in hell it was Anthony Richardson. Uh,
0: Let's look this up because I.
1: Think how? Where are you going to look that up? Where are you going to look up my?
0: A, it's a Twitter search. <laughs>
1: I did not predict him to draft any. If
0: if you did, now it's funny. I, I think
1: I, I told Will Levis when Jim Wyatt texted me. I said Will Levis. That's what happened. Let's see.
0: Uh, well, I, I you'll have to look up your handle. Is it eighty one? I don't know what it is. Anyway.
1: Yes, I'm not, I'm not. I don't tweet my prediction. Like, and <laughs> if you want to go to Jim Wyatt's list on predictions, I said Will Levis. <laughs> I, I I I'm asking
0: because I don't That's know. That's my that. prediction.
1: That's my prediction. I'm telling you, Zach. It's my prediction. I said Will Levis at eleven. It was not Anthony Richardson. I never once said the Titans predicting Anthony Richardson. I did not want that to happen.
0: I I, I didn't want it to happen either. I I'm just I'm I'm curious based on what we're talking about now. That's I I, I brought did. it up asking what your prediction was. I don't know. What
1: my was. prediction was Will Levis. Damn it! Like how many more times do I have to tell you? I texted Jim Wyatt. Will Levis. I can probably find my Jim Wyatt text, because I don't text Jim that often to find out what I sent him. Uh, yep. April, Monday, April 24th at 4.04 p.m. Will Levis had a dream about it happening Saturday night. And then Jim responded: some might call that a nightmare. There you go. There's my prediction. It was Will Levis. Are you happy now? You, you, and you didn't want the Titans to draft him either. Who did you I did want not. the Titans a to difference. draft?
0: Because you didn't want Levis, you didn't want Richardson. I, I, I think that's
1: I literally I made the meme. Any anything but Will Levis. And obviously that was a joke. I did not like, I did not like Anthony Richardson either. I did not want those quarterbacks. I was interested in trading up for CJ Stroud. Outside of that, I was looking at offensive linemen, I believe. All right. But right. my prediction was Will Levis. So are you happy now? I mean, you're trying I, to like, I'm in for, I'm to I just, past? I think it was, it, again, you're,
0: the tune. That's all I'm saying is, the, based on the Colts, this, con, this Colts conversation, these are projections. And they're projections on ceilings of how good Anthony Richardson was going to be, why he was drafted. And now you're completely saying that that is erroneous, that they no. should be worse. Their roster I, was good. They were a 9 win team. They earned the difference. And this is my point, going back to the actual question, is, <sighs> This is why it is fair for the Titans to be as far away from these three teams and Super Bowl odds as they. Are. All
1: right. Well, do I, Ian? Do I do I still think Anthony Richardson's ceiling is still high? Like, I mean, athletically He has he has a lot of traits to be developed. Do I think they will? No, because he didn't do it at Florida. So his ceiling is high, or what? His ceiling is high because he's the most athletic quarterback to ever go to the NFL Combine. That's that doesn't mean
0: Vegas projections are on. That's the point.
1: But he hasn't done anything for it. You said he hadn't played. He hasn't played enough for me. The projections of the ceiling are still there. Then. Uh. All right. Well. Anyway, (laughs) let's move on from this because this is going absolutely nowhere. It is now time to throw shade if we haven't been already. Throw in shade to wrap up this Tuesday. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see them in Lebanon. So they had a pain bone for us. Save some money on that new ride at Wilson County Hyundai online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. If you've got shade, throw it now. Shade, shade, shade. Uh, what are you seeing, uh, Zach from the shade that comes? I'll start,
0: in with, I'll start with my shade. Cause it's pretty simple. And everybody has had this happen in their life at some point. I'm going through it now. So, you know, that feeling when you wake up one morning, you go to sleep, you're fine. You wake up and you have that like little itch in your throat and you start to feel a little fatigued. You're not sick. You can still go about your day-to-day job, but, You're starting to feel that. And then it gets better throughout the day because when you wake up, that's when it's the worst. So you feel better throughout the day. You wake up the next day and you're still there. You're still in that limbo. That's where I am. So I'm shade on this. I'm drinking tea, right? I'm trying to, you know, you drink these uh, electrolyte packets. You're trying to fight. All you're just trying to do is to boost that immune system and stay in there to get back to normal. So I'm I'm sitting here jabbing at this sickness, trying not to go down. I I'm two days in, talking for an hour probably is not great, but you power yeah. through, and that's where I'm at. So shade on this, the the inkling that this sickness could creep into my frame right now, whether it's a cold or whatever it is, that's my shade.
1: Yeah, basically each day is like another boxing round, right? And you
0: know what, Tress? I'm going to do that. I'm going to treat myself to a medicine ball today.
1: You're absolutely right. And they're probably terrible for you, but damn, they (laughs) taste good. I I don't even know what that is. I'm Uh, not a Starbucks person, so I have no idea what that is. Starbucks.
0: Okay. A medicine ball. This is great. It is like green tea, like a big old thing, a green tea packet, but it's lemonade instead of water so it's it not ace tastes... it's, it's a drink it's not a ball no they call it a medicine ball but it's it's hot it's warm it soothes you I think it's probably got honey in it so but... it's like a
1: non-alcoholic hottie toddy <laughs> it is. bingo bingo <laughs> that's hilarious uh yeah, it's I probably mean... terrible right it's full of
0: sugar but you know damn it tastes good.
1: No, oh, I bet that I bet that does work. Yes, and like you could probably make that at home without having to spend twelve and a half dollars on a Vente medicine ball from Starbucks.
0: Yeah, but everybody has like that stray Starbucks card that they they got for Christmas in their stocking or something that a has Secret been Santa. sitting in your wallet for yeah. two months, and you're like,
1: oh, you know what? I
0: found this. I'm going to use this. So maybe I could go dig it in my wallet.
1: All right, uh, more more shade. Uh, here, uh let's see, uh, Levi's is throwing shade at Usher for disrespecting a man's wife doing a Super Bowl performance. That is uh funny. Let's see. We're just friends. I, I <laughs> it's just, just acting. I mean, seriously, it is it kind of like acting though, right? We're just really good friends. <laughs> But no, but I feel like when you're acting in a, in a role, like that's what's going to happen. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, but it is funny. It's like, Oh no, we're just really good friends. He's always been my friend. Now uh, Nate's shade is interesting. Valentine's day, 900 bucks for a hundred roses in a cake extortion. Who's what do you, what a hundred roses. Nobody needs that many roses. Nate's burner. Like this is a, we need to have a conversation about this. 100 here's roses for my, how many different people?
0: Here's my approach to th- for Valentine's Day. You don't get her this lavish $900 BS, right? Like, <laughs> y- y- you simplify it. What I do, and because this is, I think, a good strategy, you don't have to worry about reservations or anything like that. You go out and you cook a good meal, right? If you cook, you, that's where you cook a good meal, and you make it nice, like, I got. I went went to a butcher shop yesterday. Got fillets, right? Those fillets cost about half what the actual dinner would have cost if I would have gone out, right? And so you stay in. You can watch. You know, it, it depends on your have kids, right? Because you got to put the kids to bed, do all that other stuff. But you you watch what she wants to watch. You watch a movie. You do. That's the approach for Valentine's Day. I personally think Valentine's Day stupid, but you know it is what it is. I I get it, and I take part in it.
1: I think uh nine hundred dollars and buy- buying buying a hundred roses is stupid. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're buying them for like and then like a you just a dozen's totally cool. Like, are there there are not that many people, that many people in your life who deserve a dozen roses for somebody to buy nine a hundred I mean, roses. Six are fine. <laughs> One is what? unique and individual to the person. There is something beautiful about a single rose in the right. You're the
0: only, I ain't got no friends, baby. You're the only one in my life. Here you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like, uh, I, I got, I got, uh, 14 roses in my bouquet that I got. So I had a chance to kind of be creative with it.
0: Plus one. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, one was already kind of bad. So I kind of worked. That you way. got a Baker's <laughs> dozen plus one. <laughs> yeah. The one was kind of already going bad. So I kind of get rid of that one. So I didn't ruin the others. Uh, more shade that I'm getting to. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to scroll back out. Uh, Kane says shade on Austin for babbling about odds that will change in a month. I just think the <laughs> Colts are overrated right now in February. Uh, let's see. Uh, more shade. Uh, Patrick says shade on Vegas and everyone who are dying, the Titans. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, <clears throat> Nick says throwing shade at all the St. Louis people cheering for the chiefs. KC sports fans hate St. Louis but keep seeing so many bandwagon fans in St. Louis? I mean, what you I've been you both know?
0: cities. Kansas City, like, mirrors St. Louis. Like, they're the same, in my opinion. Now, Kansas City obviously has more sports teams, but you got the Cardinals that are massive and, you know, have a history, and then now the Chiefs' success. I mean, the Chiefs used to be bad, and then they had the Royals, right? Like, they used to not be a thing. And now, Patrick Mahomes is kind of like, completely turn their their head I I don't like either city I've been to both of them I will never go back to St Louis because I got into a car accident in a lift I oh, will never right. go back to St Louis and Kansas City is meh the barbecue was good I'll give him that I, I we ate barbecue at the draft last year I endorsed the barbecue so
1: Justin says shade to Andy Reid for not putting Kelsey in his place when he acted like a child I mean they, they what do you want him they just won the Super Bowl he's not going to like Now, what if that was Vrabel? Vrabel wouldn't have dropped his menu or his pen. No,
0: but what do you think Vrabel's reaction would have been if he would have been Andy Reid and Kelsey came up and gave him one of those?
1: Didn't Vrabel get leveled one time? Yeah, but not like that. Did you know have F run into him he, and he didn't see it? It was like blindsided? Yeah, 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 I'm talking about somebody
0: that is angry. Uh, that would have been a good show.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, there would have been a, a shoulder and elbow or some type of stiff arm towards Travis Kelsey. I mean, I could see Vrabel <laughs> taking him, you know, like, now like it's the, a fisticuff. Now, in like the, the Super Bowl age, that would be epic. Grab, like, the, the shoulder pad chest plate, like, he, the, yank him in there, like, the collar. Yeah, that, may, that makes sense. Uh, my shade on this Tuesday, Zach, is everybody who sprints to Facebook to complain about the Super Bowl halftime show. Because at this point, now I find it entertaining to go watch all the people that complain about the halftime show every year on Facebook. It's funny, it's hilarious, but those people deserve shade because every year the same group that get Annoyed or triggered, or it's too sexual. It's oh my gosh, there's kids watching this and all, my, like, all this stupid stuff on Facebook that people are complaining about. It is one of my favorites, Trey. Yeah, Super Bowl tradition, Facebook's complaints about the halftime show.
0: I did. I I I brought this up at the beginning because I I mentioned when Post Malone came out. I looked, I looked at my wife. I go, there are so many old people saying. What is this guy doing with all that marker on his face? Who is this? I mean, the Super Bowl's gone downhill. And I, I did not think Post Malone was very good singing. I thought it was a poor performance. But I did think of all the old people looking at that saying, Who the hell's this? He's an interesting-looking fella. <laughs>
1: The Super Bowl's not what it used to be.
0: A <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. couple of shades that I saw earlier. Uh, Big Ten Jeffs has throwing shade on Boston College for putting Ohio State on their Bill O'Brien resume graphic. Dude didn't even coach a practice here. So he's he doing Big Ten Jeff type things. Shade on the 49ers coaching staff for not being for not going over the overtime rules to players. That has now officially like come out. That definitely happened. They did not practice that or talk about that. Shame on the head coach in the biggest game of his life. Orlando says, Shade on everyone upset about Taylor Swift taking up 54 seconds of a a four-and-a-half-hour broadcast that's soft. I would say, you know, there's only like 18 minutes of game action. So, like, 54 54 seconds is a lot more time, in my opinion, of the actual broadcast. Take away commercials, right? So now Mm -hmm. you're shrinking it down into actual game time. Taylor Swift, I mean, we knew that she was going to be on there. I think we're we're kind of numb. Like, you couldn't get upset that Taylor Swift was going to be featured a bunch of times at the Super Bowl because, like, that was the storyline heading in besides yeah, Patrick I, Mahomes. Taylor Swift actually saved Patrick Mahomes' dad DUI story earlier in the week, right?
1: Yeah. I think um, – and the Super Bowl is not week 12 CBS broadcast. Like the Super Bowl is not just for the football audience. I, I saw Mad Dog Russo flip his lid about how it is for a football audience. Like no, it's not. It's it is absolutely not for a football audience. The Super Bowl is for everybody on the planet because it is now the most watched show in America behind the moon landing. Did you hear? Did you hear that?
0: Uh, the moon landing was number. is still number moon one. Moon
1: landing is number one at one hundred fifty million. This past this Super Bowl is the most watched Super Bowl ever at like 124 million, I think, uh, was the average. But yeah, it only trails the moon landing in the history of United States television. And everybody were both of them scripted, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Ah, but
0: but, (laughs) well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. there.
1: That's good. This is the guy who's like. I just have a feeling like Justin just like crunched his Miller light can when he said this football should be about football, not Swifties.
0: No, he crushed his bud light can replace it. Really get after Justin for this. Football football is about everything, right? Football is fun. That, that was, that was a great advertising campaign. Football is fun. Okay. Football is about that. We want more people to enjoy football. So like if Taylor Swift helps that, that's why I wasn't anti Taylor Swift, like Taylor Swift, helped a ton of husbands get their wives involved in a sport that they love and spend hours and hours and hours on end watching and betting on for this year.
1: That's a positive thing. It's not a negative. That's why I think soccer fans need to lighten up and stop being so snobby. If you truly want your sport to grow, then stop being so damn snobby. Soccer fans, uh, uh, I, there's another place
0: I can't go. I mean, I, your sport... You, flop city the, okay, we are all right, all right, yeah don't have to yeah, do yeah, I, I, yeah i know I, that's all we, that's we'll, all positive positive but there.
1: it's true okay we'll pause it there all right lebron uh flop fan uh all right let's uh we'll wrap we, this show we up guys. a b who flops no. more lebron or soccer players well one player to thousands uh probably the soccer players yes the thousands and thousands of soccer, the hundreds of thousands of soccer players. The NBA versus more. soccer. Who flops more? Well, give me a league first. Like, you're still talking about like. UA4, still a MLS, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, basketball is, is a. Basketball more? is flopping is.
0: Basketball basketball still or soccer or soccer. Okay,
1: now we'll just dumb it down to the sport. We finally led us to the question. Basketball or soccer, who flops more? Soccer flops more, but basketball's flop rate is increasing rapidly. So your answer is soccer. Yeah, because it's. has I, I agree. We agree. Soccer. Uh, like the show before you go. Thumbs up across the board on Facebook and on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button. Always more people watching, than hit the like button. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday Buck Rising live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll catch you later. Appreciate it as always.